ESPN New Hampshire Radio and streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. What do you need? What do you want? Can I not just live here without having to occasionally deal with you animals? Now, here's Christian Arcan and Tom King. Hour number two is Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us here this afternoon. Uh, Bill Belichick spoke to the media in preparation for the Patriots division round game against Houston Saturday night. And we have those remarks for you right now. Without any further ado from uh, this morning, here's the head coach, Bill Belichick, speaking to the media. We're, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely deep into the Houston preparations. Um, been a really impressive team. Um, Big win last week uh, against Oakland. Uh, you know, playing very well here um, at this point in time. Outstanding on defense. Uh, a lot of explosive players on offense. Kicking game. Um, well coached. Obviously, a lot of good. Um, very good fundamental team. Don't beat themselves. Don't get penalized. Don't turn the ball over. Uh, just. Really sound, sound football team. It's uh, it's be a big challenge for us this week to you know be able to compete with them. That's a big, big win that they had in the uh, wild card game, and uh, I'm sure they'll be coming in here with a lot of, a lot of confidence as they should. When you look at uh, their offense, how from what you've seen, how if anything does what they do maybe change depending on who's been in there at quarterback? Because there've been a lot of um, back and forth when they've made those changes. I mean, they've won with both both quarterbacks. Uh, get a lot of production out of their receivers, their tight ends, their running backs. Uh, they use a lot of people at every position, and um, they've all been productive. So, whoever they put out there, we'll have to defend. But they've all um, had success. I'm sure, they're confident in all of them. One thing uh, Matt mentioned yesterday on the conference call is that they. Tried to use some up tempo stuff offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, how, have, how effective have they been in doing that, and maybe what allows them to, to try to run those types? Of yeah, runs? I mean, you know, Billy's always liked to do that. George, they do a good job with that. Uh, you know, just keeps the pressure on the defense from a tempo standpoint. And yeah, we'll have to do, if that's what they do. We'll have to deal with it. Sure, but they, yeah, they've done it. They've done it. They've not done it. So. Again, defensively, you can't control any of those things. You just have to react to what they give you. A lot of former players and coaches on the other sideline, does that sort of institutional knowledge of how this place operates help them, or is that overstated? Yeah, I mean, we've played them several times since then. There's nothing Bill O'Brien can say to his guys about his time here or how... Know, Tom Brady may operate that good. We played them last year. We played them already this year. They haven't been here since then. Vince Wilfork hinted he may retire at the end of the year. Um, if this is, in fact, his last game at a place where he played for so long, what would, I guess, that mean? Would it be a fitting ending for his career? Yeah, I think I've spoken at length about my respect and admiration for Vince and his career. Right now, we're just focused on getting our team ready to play Saturday night. What, what, what have you seen from Vince this year? I believe it's year 13 for him. I mean, they're very good on defense. I mean, they get a lot of good players. They all Vince has a solid role for them. I'm sure he gives them great leadership. You know, strong player, hard to block, smart. Josh yesterday spoke at length uh, on the uh, skill level of their secondary. I'm curious... Uh, what you see on film, how much they mix it up, man, zone, you know, what they do in their secondary yeah. makes them so good. Both good players. Good players, good pass rush, good coaches. They're good, well coached, good fundamentals. Don't give up a lot of long balls. They're competitive on uh, really just about everything. Um, all three, really all four of their corners, including Nelson, uh, have played well. Um, you know, Demps has six interceptions. Al Moore, they're all good. Um, uh, you know, they, they're good at linebacker with Cushing and McKinney. So, uh, and they play a lot of six DBs. 
play some five DBs with McKinney and Cushing as linebackers. Um, but I mean, they have, they have good coverage players. They use them in different roles. So they've had they've lost you know lost Johnson. They lost Dylan. Um, but they've had other guys step in there, and you know Morris played well for them. Um, obviously, Demps is you know Demps had a you know, big year in terms of turning the ball over. Uh, Boye's played well for him uh, outside. Played inside a little bit against us. Uh, so, yeah. Joseph, Jackson, Nelson's played well. I mean, they're all good group. Eric Rowe brought to your secondary this year since he's been Yeah, Eric's continued to get better as he's grown in our system. Uh, communication techniques, um, you know, communication with the other DBs and with our scheme, you know, some of our the techniques and various coverages and situations. You know, just more familiarity, more practice, more experience. Um, but he's done a good job for us. Glad we have him. What's allowed LeGarrette Blount to have some success this season as a combination of offensive line improvement <laughs> plus his off-season work? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, He's done a good job. He's been there all year. Hadn't missed anything. It's been durable, and um, you know, it's been been out there, you know, all the way through, all the way through the season, training camp. Been solid for us. Offensive line's done a good job. Tight ends, fullback, passing game, self the running game, running game, self the passing game. So, not it really means anything now. Going up against the best defense in the league here, so we'll see what we can do this week. This will be a big challenge for us. Is it typical to see running backs, I don't know, if the way break down at the end of the season, but just do, do the hits start to pile up by the end of the season for running backs? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, NFL is a tough 16 game regular season grind for everybody, but some guys come through it. You know, better than others. Some years are different than others. Sure, it looked like Bell was slowing down last weekend. I don't know. Looked like he ran pretty good to me. So you guys seemed like you kind of ramped up Dion's workload toward the end of the season. Um, were you happy with, I guess, where you got him at? I know you, you talked about him being in football shape and all that. Do you think the last couple of weeks kind of got him ready for the playoffs physically? Well, I think given the constraints that we had with his situation, um, that he did the best he could um, to get back, and we did the best we could to give him an opportunity to get back. So that is what it is. Can't change anything that's happened in the past. Going into a big game this weekend, uh, again, against a great defense. So we'll see. Well, you guys have sort of... Um an interesting situation at receiver. We saw Danny and Malcolm Bull practice last week, um, and I don't know how those guys are doing physically, but if all of those guys were healthy, um, I don't think you've had five active um, you know, true receivers really for for all. I don't know if you did it at all this year for uh, for a game day. Um, how would you balance having a position where you have guys that would all seemingly have some value versus you know, obviously you'd be losing a player at another position if you did decide to have five five receivers. I guess plus Slater would be the sixth guy. Right. Well, we'd have to do what we feel like is best for the team for this game, uh, like we always do. We've had that situation several times this year where we've been activated players that, had they been active, would have played. Um, but we're in the same constraints as everybody else. We can have 46 active. Uh, we've had a lot of healthy inactives this year, which hasn't always been the case. It really hasn't been the case very much in the past. So it's been some decisions that we've had to make this year, whereas in other years, a lot of times those decisions were made for you based on the availability of the players. But whatever it is this week, it is, and we'll we'll make the best decisions we can and do what we feel like is best for this game. Um, I can't tell you what that answer is going to be. We'll have to see how it goes. Has Danny in particular handled this? Uh, I guess the 
little over a month now where he hasn't played in a game. How, how has he you know, handled that time off? Yeah, nobody works harder than Danny. Nobody works harder. So he's done everything he can do. Um, I'm sure he'll continue to do that, and we'll see how it goes. What does it allow the Texans' defense to grab that number one rank at the end of the year without J.J. Watt? I guess how are they able to maintain that high level of play without one of their best players? They have a lot of good players. With Malcolm Butler, what, what do you get from him on a day-to-day basis, to, not just on the field, but just in terms of coming to work and just doing his job on a daily basis? What do you get? Yeah, Malcolm competes very hard. He's, he's got a great uh, attitude and gives great effort on the football field, no matter what the situation is. Uh, you know, he really competes. He, he just loves to go out there and, and play. So I think his level of... Um, Competitive energy is it's high. Did you see that from day one? I mean, coming out of West Alabama, or is that something that maybe you saw grow? Over- I think he played hard in college. Yeah, absolutely. I think he competed hard. I mean, there was you know, West Alabama was what it was. You can go back and watch the same games I watched, so that it is what it is. But I wasn't coaching then, so I don't really know. What happened didn't happen on some in those games and plays and but whatever. But since we've had him, yeah, he's since we had him in that rookie minute camp, he just goes out there and competes hard. He's durable. He's tough. He loves to play. Loves to compete. Doesn't matter who it's against. You can put him up there in any situation, and he's gonna he's gonna compete, and he's gonna have fun doing it. How much have you um, been impressed with just the way he handled his whole situation? I mean, not too many people would co- you know, come from that spot and then have, you know, obviously the big play a couple of years ago. But I, I think I remember you mentioning, like, you, you've been around for however many years and you haven't seen, you put him right up there with players that hadn't changed, you know, from that. Yeah, I would say that's that's pretty true. He's He's got three years, almost three years of experience down the league, so that's a change. It will be a change for any of us to do three years to do something for three years that we haven't done before. But that being said, a lot of the things I just mentioned were the way they were three years ago in rookie minicamp or in training camp in 2014. Or um, I think if you pulled out practice or games from various points in those time, at those top tier points in time, you look at it, you probably, other than technique or something like that, in terms of his competitiveness, I don't think he'd probably be able to find too much of a difference. Bill, because the first meeting was so long ago in week three, is it um, less part of, of the game plan looking back because it was three months ago and, and specifically, you know, you have a different quarterback now? Yeah, I think you start all over on every game. I mean, you look at other games and you put them in perspective, but you start all over again with your preparations every week. that you know, obviously aren't starters for you know an offensive or a defensive position but um, you know in terms of their preparation and their readiness just you know throughout the course of the season how have those guys practiced and how confident are you in those guys in case something were to pop up those two guys have done a great job I mean Nate's been you know Nate's, Nate's got a big job He's quarterback of the punt team I mean that personal protector is a that's a tough spot to play there's a lot of things that you know the quarterback has to do. I'd say there's even more things. It's only one play, but there's a lot more things that can happen on that play in terms of, you know, rush, return, protection, disguise, plus 50, backed up, who's the returner, win, so forth and so on. There's a lot of things that go into the that go into that play that he has to control or has the ability to control one way or the other. Uh, but, you know, it's not just that. It's kickoff. It's, it's the return team's. Um, you know, Jonathan's done a done a great job for us too. Uh, when we asked him, um, you know, to fulfill a role defensively, he's done that. So those guys, um, very dependable, work hard. You know, they can really count on them every every day, every week. 
done a good job for us. Bill, there's so much talk about offense, defense, and in the playoffs, but special teams, in your experience, how much do you see special teams coaches try to mix things up or provide a different look at this time of the year? Depend on the coach. But, I mean, field position, you know, in these games is, is going to be critical. Um, I think we saw that a little bit in the Seattle, um, or in the, um, sorry, the uh, Green Bay, um, yeah, with the Green Bay kickoff returns, kind of things weren't going too well. That kind of got them started. They had a, a big one, then they exchanged punts, and they scored had another big one, and the Giants, you know, had had the play on the three-yard line, and so um, in field position, close games, scoring plays, three, you know, the, the, all the scoring opportunities with kicks. Saw last year in the Minnesota uh, playoff game, you know, missed field goal against Seattle at the end of the game. So, you know, it's, every play is important. So every offensive play, every defensive play, every kicking play, they're all important. Special teams-wise for the Texans build is uh, they do things similar to the way you guys have done them with the Zillas. Well, I think Larry, you know, Larry's done a good job. They're a very good rush team. Uh, they put a lot of pressure on uh, your your kickers, field goal rushes and punt rushes. Um even when they return, they do a good job of rushing. A lot of times they you know, rush guys like Merciless, uh, who are hard to block no matter who's blocking them. Um, they've had explosive plays in the return game. You know, Irvin had a big, big play against the Raiders, called back. But I don't think you could see pretty quickly what he can do. So um, excellent kicker. I mean, Novak's had a great year for him. Uh, so Leckler, you know, field position guy, can change change field position on one play, and he does that. So they're they're solid in that phase of the game. We know they're well coached, and, again, it's, you got to be ready for game plan adjustments or uh, for them to do something that's going to attack you, and you got to be ready to you know deal with it or adjust to it during the game. They're well coached in all three phases of the game. I don't think there's any question about that. They do a great job of you know, making it hard on their opponents and, We'll have to do a good job preparing, and I'm sure there'll be in-game adjustments that we'll have to we'll have to deal with, like we always do with them. Double team receiver, focus two defensive backs on one receiver. Is that something that should come pretty easily for a cornerback or safety, or is there a lot of chemistry or communication needed between those two players? Uh, well, that depends on the receiver, and it depends on what type of double coverage you're playing with them. So it's a lot of different ways you could double a receiver. Um, and some are why you would choose one over another would depend on either the skills of the receiver or the type of routes that he runs. So depending on what what you're trying to get done, what you're trying to take away, um, and you know other components of the passing game or the offense may factor into that as well, how, how you want to do it. But there are different ways to do it. So, yeah, just because you have two guys on doesn't mean you haven't covered. You still have to still have to cover them. And the techniques versus the routes that and the skills of that player, yeah, still have to be executed. So curious, to, uh, wondering if you saw the game, college game last night, Alabama Clemson. <coughs> so I saw a little bit of it. See the end. I did see the end of it. Double pass. Did that uh, bring back any memories when you saw? Nick, pull that out of the playbook. Look familiar. Yeah, I mean, again, games like that, uh, and any play can be a big play. And whether it's a conventional play, unconventional play, or just, you know, a great player making a great play, uh, or a situation play that's, you know, fourth and one. I mean, in the end, the national championship came down to a yard. So, you know, we've been in that situation before. you know, both ways. So it's, that's, I think that's the kind of football you see at this time of year, whether it be the national championship level or the NFL playoffs. Uh, you get a lot of games like that that come down to one play, one yard, uh, defines an entire season.
you got to be prepared for that. I, I would imagine you're not kicking your feet up with your popcorn. You're obviously working, but what drew you to want to see it? Is it that you are drawn to championship <clears throat> moments, games, personal ties? Yeah, I mean, I have personal interest in the game, but, I mean, there's... I mean, we'll see what it looks like in a couple of months, but I would say there's a lot of good football players on the field, some of whom I knew about, some of whom I'm going to need to find out more about, but... I remember watching that game last year and then watching it probably, I don't know, had to be at least 10 times in the off season because there's so many players. And so the ones that played last year that didn't play this year are being replaced by guys that are going to be a factor in the NFL who are now draft eligible. So... Um, and you're getting to see them against other players of comparable, whether they're draft eligible or not, the guys that are playing in this game are, are pretty good. And if they're not draft eligible this year, they'll be draft eligible next year or soon hereafter. So uh, so competitively, it's a great it's a great game to watch. It was a great game to watch last year, and sure it'll be the same this year just from that standpoint. But just from a competitive standpoint, I mean, two great teams, two great programs. And, um, again, just coming down to a play or, I mean, you know, you got a lot of points scored like that. I mean, it's a lot of plays, but in the end, it's it's one or two plays that if they go the other way, you get a different result. But that's that's the level of competition we're talking about. Obviously, he's a professional great receiver, but what is it about DeAndre Hopkins' game that might demand double coverage more than other receivers? Uh, I'd say, you know, the big thing for him is his, his hands and his catch radius. Um, kind of, even when he's covered, he's not covered. You know, he can reach and catch the ball somewhere where the defender can't quite get it uh, if it's thrown there. So, um, you know, he's a tough guy to bring down after the catch. He's got good size. Um, so, you know, he's been targeted a lot on third down as much as any receiver in the league. He's had a lot of third down production. So I think that pretty much says it all right there, you know, to keep possession of the ball. Guy gets more balls thrown to him than just about anybody in the league, catches more than just about anybody in the league. So, you know, I'd say that kind of defines a, you know, a go-to player, uh, whether it be for the Texans or really league-wide. I mean, it's pretty just the fact that, you know, you go to him that much. And they have other good players, too. It's not like he's the only guy. I mean, they got good backs. they got good tight ends. They've got other good receivers. Uh, yet he gets, you know, he gets a lot of targets. So... But he, he's got great hands, great hands, length, um, timing, you know, like like a Fitzgerald type of player. I mean, just even when you're on him, he still catches a lot of, you know, he's got guys draped all over him. He still catches a lot of balls like Larry does. Right. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bill Belichick from earlier today speaking to reporters. Extended uh, comments there from the head coach. Watch out for those Texans. Got to watch out. They're a great team. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins may be very good, but the problem is Brock Osweiler can't get him the ball. Nope. Nope. And that's the only guy you really got to worry about in the entire offense. No kidding. That's it. That's it. Uh, 603-883-9900 is your phone number, 883-9900. Quick break. We'll come back after this. Uh, talk a little more about this Houston Texans ball club. We'll be back. You're listening to Christian and King on 1250 Manchester, ESPN New Hampshire. Have you been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight? Well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, paint and supplies, window treatments, and especially wallpaper and flooring. They offer wall coverings for your commercial, designer, and residential properties and work with top brands to give you the floor that you're looking for. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. Looking for a stylish place to call home? Then you need to check out the brand new apartment homes in Lowell at 24 Merrimack Street. The apartments at 24 Merrimack Street are located in historic downtown Lowell and offer unique apartment living within an historic 19th century building. Residents enjoy brand new interiors and unparalleled lifestyle amenities. Just moments from downtown Lowell's boutique shops, cafes, and entertainment. For more information, please visit 24MerrimackStreet.com. Again, that's 24MerrimackStreet.com. 
With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic is shot. Down in front, picked up by Crosby. Lobbed down the ice. And the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jenkins. Three for the win. It's good. It's the three to win the National Championship. Steps back, puts up a three. Won't go. Final seconds. It's over. It's over. Cleveland is a city of champions. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. We've got it all here. This is ESPN New Hampshire. QL1, this is Control, checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over. Well, actually, Control, I'm kind of bored. I I think you cut out, QL1. It sounded like you said you were bored. That's affirmative, Control. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. All right, you cut out for sure this time. Did you say I can get a mortgage approval in minutes? That's right, Control. Minutes. Whether you're purchasing a new house or refinancing your existing home, Rocket Mortgage securely pulls your pay stubs and bank statements to build you a custom mortgage solution so you get exactly what you want. Wow, that is exciting. Yep, definitely better than months of dehydrated ice cream and powdered orange drink. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Visit for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. Hey, it's me, your piggy bank. Remember when you were a little kid? All the dimes and quarters in my back. Yeah, that was good times. Good times. Now lately, I gotta be honest, you've been ignoring me. Money's been slipping through your hands like a greased pig. (laughs) Get it? Because I'm a... Anyway, I know how it is. Now that you get a real paycheck, it's nice to have stuff. You'll start saving money next year. Well, I hate to tell you, but good saving habits start now. Put just 20 bucks in the bank a month. Make your own coffee at home instead of that latte every morning. Brown bag it to work instead of ordering in. Those changes alone could save you thousands of dollars a year. Come on, I'm your piggy bank. We can be together again, me and you, the special types. <laughs> anyway, if you don't want me to cry anymore, feed me. Go to feedthepig.org for more ideas on how to save. Feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Outdoor Almanac. Brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal. This fall, I heard a radio commercial for, I think it was a jewelry store, that said something to the effect that while we were out fishing, we needed to remind our wives that even though we loved fishing, we love them more and that we should buy them a diamond or something to let them know that. Yeah, I guess that would work, but I thought instead of buying them something, bring them with us. That would show them how much we really care. When we come back from hunting or fishing, we've usually got some great stories to tell. So instead of telling her the stories, why not make her part of them? By including your spouse into some of your hunting and fishing activities, she has a better idea of what it is we do, or don't do as the case might be. Plus, it gives them a first-hand look at hunting and fishing so they get a better sense of what the sport is all about. Now, you may not want to bring your spouse with you every time you hunt, but do it a few times and it'll pay dividends for both of you. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. This is the Granite Station for Granite Roots. This is ESPN New Hampshire. Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us here this afternoon. Hope you're enjoying your day. We just heard from Bill Belichick. A little bit of news from Patriots. Alan Branch, absent from practice. The only Patriot not not there. It's the first time the team practiced on the game field since uh, yeah, the preseason night. Yeah, they practiced yeah, in the, the stadium. Yeah. I was at that preseason night. Mm-hmm. I was there that night. Yep. Cyrus Jones back on the practice field. Missed all of last week with a knee. Didn't play against Miami. 
My guess is they practiced on the practice field in uh, in the preseason uh, the game field because the other fields are all, you know, all you know torn to crap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, because of the the snow and everything else. Mm-hmm. So Brady but, and Mitchell were both there. They missed the first practice last week, but yeah. Um, just of note, all that talk about what Jacksonville was going to do and how impressed they were with Josh McDaniels. Yeah, not really that much. Uh, it didn't lead to a whole lot, did it? No. Doug Mar- I thought they would keep keep Marone as their as their guy. I, I think Buffalo's going to keep their guy, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, Doug Marone gets the job. And then a surprise after they announced that, they announced they're bringing in Tom Coughlin to be their vice president of uh, football operations. And they've already got a general manager whom they extended. So all three of them have contracts that run for three years. Yeah. So they've got their their leadership base all set, which, you know what? That's not a bad idea. No. They did a pretty good job. I mean, you get two voices to try to get players, and then Marone, who's pretty, you know, Marone's pretty much a, a authority figure, too. So, Sure. Well, I mean, that was the way he was treated in, in Buffalo, is that he was such a jerk. As Tom Coughlin isn't exactly Bill Parcells here, Tom. He's not like a guy that you just graduate to the front office and all of a sudden, you know, everything's great and he's, you know, turning well, around. That's another voice. Teams. Another voice. I guess. You know, but... for Jacksonville. I mean, I think that, that, you know, I think they're I think they're in better hands than they were before. We'll see. So. Yeah. I mean, they, they sucked this year. Well, God, you talked about bad. how close they, how, how their losses were all close. Yeah, they were. But they were really still close all to... losses. Is the yeah, thing. but you were talking about how close they were, and you know, McDaniel's is going to turn them around. No, not no. necessarily. Yeah, so. uh, we found a little bit about uh, Nick Casario and why he turned down that Forty ers interview. And why was that? Well, interestingly enough, Bill O'Brien, Texans head coach, on a conference call, had a little bit of insight into it. Uh, Casario's young. He's 41 years old. Right. He interviewed for the Dolphins GM job in 2014. But other than that, he's been right in New England, Bill's right-hand man. Uh, he, he could probably be a GM in most teams in the league. But pulled himself out of that Dolphins uh, consideration, too. Yeah. He interviewed for it, but then he said he didn't want it. So Bill O'Brien was asked you know, about the whole situation. He said, Nick's a very close friend of mine. He's a guy I spent a lot of time with there. I learned a lot from Nick. I learned a lot about the NFL. I learned a lot about coaching and evaluations. Nick does everything there. He's a very loyal guy. I think that's one of the things about Nick that's something I admire, his loyalty to his friends, his loyalty to that organization. He's just a great guy. He's very smart. He's a very hardworking guy. Uh, Based off of what O'Brien said, Casario's loyalty to Belichick and the Patriots could be a major reason why he stayed there, uh, despite getting opportunities to interview with other places. O'Brien also said, I think all of us that work there, either working there now or have worked there, we all have a great amount of pride in the fact that we were a part of that. We're also very thankful to Bill Belichick and Mr. Kraft, Mr. Kraft mm-hmm. for that organization and our ability to work there. Very grateful to the players we coached. It's all about the players. Players are the ones that made the plays for us when we were there. When I see those guys, Bob Quinn, Jay, John Robinson, Josh McDaniels, Matt Patricia, Nick Casario, those guys are great coaches, great personnel guys. I learned a lot from those guys, and to me, they will make great head coaches. Bob and John have obviously made a big difference to their organizations already. I think it's a testament to those guys, but also a testament to uh, the fact that we were part of something pretty special there in New England. Right. So basically, what he's saying is, is Casario is pretty loyal to Belichick and the Patriots, and also for Casario. He's 41. That's interesting. Mm. Because, let's face it, if he hangs around for the tenure that that Bill Belichick is, is here, and then Belichick hangs it up, Who's going to run the show? Yeah. Casario. The Crafts would be foolish not to give it to him. It's true. Let him run it. Mm-hmm. Bring in a coach and then go from there. You know? But put Casario in charge. Mm. That seems to make the most sense, and it seems to make enough sense. I mean, Casario's making enough money. Sure. You know? I mean, he wants to control, you know, wants his own, own gig. But you know what? His own gig may be the one... You know, be be right where he is now. Yeah, eventually it could be. if he's patient enough to wait. If Bill ever leaves, but he's forty-one, so even if Bill's here another five years, you know, so Casario's here for five more years, and right. then he's forty-six, and then he becomes a GM of forty-six. Right, that's what I mean. He's, yeah. he's young enough that he can afford to wait. He's not like he's fifty, fifty-one or mm-hmm. fifty-five. It's not like he's you know, you know, and this is his only shot. Then again, 
he would be taking over a team that, while I'd imagine would be built for the future because all Belichick teams are built for the future. Even this team right now is built for the future. Oh, yeah, yeah a, lot young, a lot of young players. Tons yeah. of young players. Right. Uh, you will be taking that over, but you won't have Tom Brady, obviously. He's not going to be here for 10 more years. Um, you won't have him. You won't have you know Gronkowski in 10 years. You won't have a lot of key elements to right. what's made this last, you know, the last five to six years so so good and and continuously uh, excellent. But you're right. I mean, he, he knows what, what it takes. He's seen it work. He's been a big architect of what's made it work the way it has over these last 15, 16 years. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot... There's a lot with Casario that you'd feel comfortable with him taking over. Well, that's just it. I mean, yeah. it, I mean, down the road in New England, if there's a transition, it would be a, a, a smooth transition to Casario as, as, as making him the president of football operations and, and having him run the show. Right. You know, all, the, only, the only fly in that ointment is if the Crafts decide, well, it worked with having the head coach be in control, so let's do it again. You know? That's the only fly in the ointment. But if I were if I were them, I would just give it to Casario and let Casario yeah. go hire a coach and then just go from there and have him run the deal. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it it seems to it. You know, look. I mean, they're going to be. You know, it's it's going all going to be different when that happens, right? But that's you know down the road, and and it's it's going to eventually happen. And you know, the Patriots, if they're planning for it, they have some options that are right here that they don't have. And Casario. Wants to Casario, no doubt, wants to run his own deal. Mm-hmm. All right, but right now he's in a pretty good position and he's pretty well paid. So, no real reason to go to another organization that you got to really build back up again. Where here, as you said, you're built for the future. You make right. decisions. With the idea that at some point you're probably going to be the guy who's going to be impacted by the decisions you're making now. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Yeah. 603-883-9900. Deep stuff. That's your phone number. More deep thoughts with Tom King when we come back. We've got it all here on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm Ari Wolf with the NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The Jacksonville Jaguars became the first team to fill their head coaching vacancy by removing the interim tag from Doug Marone and making him their fifth head coach in franchise history. The team also announced the return of former head coach Tom Coughlin as the team's executive vice president. Packers wideout Jordy Nelson suffered at least two fractured ribs in Green Bay's wildcard win over the Giants Sunday. According to NFL media insider Ian Rappaport, head coach Mike McCarthy said Monday that Nelson will play against the Cowboys in the divisional round if he can practice by Saturday. The Steelers have placed assistant coach Joey Porter on leave following his arrest on Sunday night at a local Pittsburgh bar. The 39-year-old coach was charged with aggravated assault and resisting arrest. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. This good economic news presents a unique financial opportunity for you. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.25%, APR 4.43%. Call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN to see how much we can lower your mortgage payment. For seven years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the third year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Act. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or baskimaging.com. 
It's Sunday sit-down with Jared Scaley. The salary cap is going through the roof. Insane. The money is going to be 10 times worse than what it is this year. So yes, that contract was 15 a year, 15 and change a year. If that happened, if he signed that deal now, that's 20 a year because of where the salary cap's going. All right. Numbers are going to be inflated. NBA fans are obscene, are going to be obscene seeing some of the numbers that are going to come out in the next yeah. couple years. And a lot of outrages, and we're going to talk about it on here. We're going to talk, everyone's going to talk I mean, about it. The numbers are going to be stupid. Every Sunday from 11 to 1 on ESPN New Hampshire. Imagine your 13-year-old son hanging out with his buddies in a friend's basement. They're maybe playing video games, telling jokes, and maybe they're doing shots of whiskey in between beers. Imagine your kid doing that. New Hampshire ranks second in the nation in alcohol use among 12 to 20-year-olds. You can learn how to protect your kids. Visit CheckTheStatsNH.org and help the partnership for a drug-free New Hampshire. Start the conversation today. We've got it all here on ESPN New Hampshire. Back here is Christian King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us here. Um, <laughs> you saw Bill Walton dressed like Uncle Sam? Oh, my God. What was that all about? On ESPNU. What's his deal? ESPN's decided that uh, young people don't have enough of an attention span to just watch a football game anymore. So. You mean like last night's football game? Like last night's football game. So on ESPNU, they had something called ESPN Voices broadcast during the game. Okay. It was a set with about eight people on it. Yeah. Rachel Nichols, Michelle Beadle, Jay Billis, uh, Keyshawn Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think Marcellus Wiley was there. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Bill Walton dressed like Uncle Sam. All the major food groups. Right. Um. <laughs> it was maybe the strangest thing I've ever seen. Were they commenting on the game? Is that they, what were they were commenting doing? on the game. All right. So the game is playing. But it wasn't just the game. They were just chatting. Is the game playing somewhere on the screen? Yeah. It was multi-screen experience. Yeah, all right. With the actual game being one of the screen. It was like the Brady Bunch. Right, right. right In the beginning right, yeah. when they're all looking at each other, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, Multiple screens. Not to drive you nuts. They were all on the same set, and they were all talking at the same time. And <sighs> the game was going, too. So you could see the game going. Yeah. And were they commenting on the game at all? Yes. Here and there. But you couldn't really tell because they were all talking. I only I only heard a little bit of it. I didn't watch for very long. Right. Yeah, there was no, all these different I think, options. I don't think anybody did. did. Yeah. And this wasn't on. I mean, this wasn't on the national broadcast. This was on. <laughs> this was on. Uh, you know, ESPNU. Right. So you had to, to find it. Yeah. Exactly. Which I'm not even sure I have on my cable package. Right. No, I think I have it on my dish. So. Okay. Yep. Uh, they came back from commercial because they would take commercials when the game took commercials. And one time they came back to commercial and Bill Walton was talking about how marijuana shouldn't be a class one drug and that Obama should commute the sentences of anybody who's gone to jail for a marijuana related offense. All right, Bill. That's what he was talking about. So he was uh... <laughs> on his way back from commercial. Yeah. So Bill was Bill was all excited about that. Yeah. huh? Oh, good grief. I mean, that's that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Listen. Marijuana should not be a Schedule 1 drug. <laughs> that was the commercial, and then him coming back and saying marijuana should not be a Schedule 1 narcotic. They caught him mid-sentence. Okay. So he was just, you know. So they just, he, they, yeah, yeah. He so, was just going. Right. It was just happening. I'm going to try and find the full audio for you here because it was hilarious. It was one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Um, but, yeah, that was, uh, that was an option. I guess for the young Pete. Now they're. They think I they, think what this is. They think I, the I college might, kids are watching that station, right? Because it's ESPNU. You got to be kidding. I me. guess, 
but I mean, why was why nobody was, was why was Bill it. Walton there? Nobody was watching. Bill Walton watching the game. Why is he there to talk about a football game? Who knows? Why would you ask Bill Walton to come do that? Because uh, you couldn't find anybody else. Is <laughs> anybody else they asked? There to... was seven other people on this set. That, why was Bill Walton? Because everybody there? asked to do it. You know, it, it was was no. I'm watching the game. You know. I guess. Good lord. It was very weird. Oh yeah. <laughs> Walton uh, Walton was also asking who the quarterback was. Didn't know who the quarterback was. I mean, for Clemson or for Alabama? Wow. We got a game. There you go. Thank goodness. Boom. We had a game anyway. Only two scores. What's the quarterback's name? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's the guy. He's good? Really good. He's good. He's good. <laughs> Why is he there? Oh, God. Just like Uncle Sam. Doesn't know the quarterback's name. Because he was a famous athlete in college, that's why he's there. That's famous ESPN basketball U. player. I know, I know, but he was a college athlete, big co- big time college Not athlete. Not bad. Scored. What year in school is he? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's right. I think he's coming out, right? Yeah, he actually graduated college early. He's a junior, and he graduated college, and that's why Deshaun he's coming Watson? out. Deshaun yeah. Watson. Right. Yeah, yeah it's a pretty interesting story. Not one of the eight people on that thing knew that. Right. Right. <laughs> The over and under on him was him only scoring, it was like one and a half, and him scoring a passing touchdown because he can do this. Nice block. It was a nice block. Boom. Who's favored to win this game? It's <laughs> great. I love it. What is this? This is unbelievable. Who thought this was good? I don't know. That's so Oh, my weird. God. ESPNU, huh? Oh. <laughs> what, what, what do they? What do they think? Of? It's one thing if you've got a bunch of analysts that are sitting around that you know, football player, you know, football related analysts that are saying, "Okay, they need to do this. They got to do that. The whole bit." But they don't. Alabama six point five. Even though they've convinced themselves they were underdogs. Yes, because what is Brent saying? We're not respecting well, them. Brent's enough. not doing the game. It's going to be closer than the experts think. <laughs> 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 that was a good answer from Billis. You got Jay Billis there, Jay too. Billis, He's a basketball yeah. guy Yeah, why is well. Jay Billis there? Right. It's just college guys. He's there to answer Bill Walton's stupid questions. Yeah. At one point, uh, Bill Walton asked Michelle Beadle to stop by his room. You want to hear that? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. What's in the cup? Alabama oh, versus and South can Carolina. Not get fired tonight because I, I think it's <laughs> Well, I'm healthy. I plan on living forever. Antioxidants. <laughs> stop by my room later. I've got something for you. Whoa. <laughs> Good they must what have, happened? They must have been doing this in Bristol, right? Who thought oh, any Lord. of this was smart? I don't know. <laughs> Y'all heard America that, right? Over here. Captain America over here. You know what? That's the most action I've gotten in months. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, it's entertaining. That's for sure. You know? I mean... And the whole time he was dressed... Like, like Uncle, Uncle Sam. Sam. And he's already seven feet tall. He didn't look like... You know what he looked like? He looked like the guy on stilts who dresses like Uncle Sam yeah. in the Macy's Day Parade and goes high-stepping down the street. You know what I mean? That's what he looked like. He looked like a guy in, in an Uncle Sam costume on stilts. Oh. And he was there with all these regular-sized people making ridiculous comments and observations about a game. He had done no preparation to discuss at all. And that somehow passed muster over there. They thought, okay, perfect. Oh, they didn't care. I mean, that's, this was an anything-goes show. You could tell. It's an anything goes show, and I I don't I mean did you stumble upon this? Uh, when I got there last night, it was on. Yeah, my my producer had had, had turned it on, had right. seen it, and they were all just talking at once. Unbelievable! It was really really weird, really strange. It really you know? was. But I mean, strange. I guarantee you, not too many unless you you were flipping around channels. If you're watching that game, you're not leaving that game. You know what I mean? It was too. It was too. You know, there was too much going on. Yeah. So, anybody who saw that really probably wasn't interested in the game. They were just flipping around. They said, "I don't. I don't watch college football." Then all of a sudden, they hit. 
the next chance. Well, so year when there's not Isha, football. what's the name of this stadium? You oh, compete? No, it's complete. You thought Raymond the marching James. band at football games was too nerdy. Oh, yeah. And competition. Have you seen a marching band outfit? It's awful. It's made of polyester. Bank finances. I'm not doing that. This was our project. The cool part was going to Well, no, I didn't think any of it was cool, but this is a lesson for the kids out there. You work your butt off and you're good at something, you get a little leverage, and then you use that. How can you listen to that? How, like, what? How is that a I don't know. I have no idea how you can watch that or listen to it. How is this? Especially with all the different... Is this what they think kids want to hit? No one uh, wants I, to hear yeah. 12 people talking literally at the same time know. with the game on, on the side. I, like, look, this is what it looked like. There's all the people oh, talking. Yeah, no, there's I the game, it. and then there's the Twitter scroll right. underneath. Yeah, Because we need to see our tweets, you know? Yeah, the Twitter scroll is the big thing. People are watching that. If you want, If you want kids to watch these games... Well, you got to put the game on. Put the game on, and maybe don't let it take four and a half bleeping hours. You know, do something about the fact that you have to stop the clock every first well, down. Well, college football's got a problem. I understand that, but four and a half right. hours is way too long to expect oh, anybody, no, no adults, kids, it. whatever, to pay attention no that No doubt long. about it. Even college, if it was a great game like last night, it was a great game. College football has an issue. Their games this year were terribly long. The, the clock, Stopping the clock for every first down adds another half hour, 45 minutes to a game. And they think the way to get people to pay attention is this? No. You, do you remember this some of the... stadium? Yeah. Have you played in there? I, I played for them. I played in Tampa. That's how you used to play for I mean, I Somebody remember how you played for them. Great idea. You had to How could you possibly put they, that on television? They pitched it and somebody bought it, you know? I mean, holy crap. Now, I know, like... The question is, did it sell? You know? I doubt it. Did it sell? Texas That's... says ESPN has as many listeners as you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> that many? Wow. Yeah, really? Not. I mean, we have that many? We <laughs> found out we've like got that. listeners today. Yeah, we did. Yeah. At least half a dozen. I know. <laughs> that was nice. Um, all yeah. right, we got to uh, take a break here. That is strange. 603-883-9900 is your phone number. 883-9900. Our text line, of course, 845-827-1250. When we come back, uh, more on the national championship game last night. Clemson knocking off Alabama. Some thoughts on the Celtics and Bruins, who are both back at it tonight, both on the road. We haven't talked about either one of them yet today. And uh, more on the Patriots and their upcoming matchup here with the Houston Texans at Gillette Stadium on Saturday night. All that coming up in the final hour. Christian and King, ESPN, New Hampshire. ESPNNHradio.com. This is the most beautiful thing I ever seen. Find the latest schedules, show blogs, podcasts, and all the breaking sports news in our area. From high school to the pros. Awesome. Want some new apparel? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Visit ESPNNHradio.com for shirts, hats, and all things ESPN New Hampshire. Woo! We've got it all here. Just visit our website at ESPNNHradio.com. Hi, my name is Jen Kaluti. My husband, Sal, and I are the owners of Embroid Me in Nashua and Embroid Me in Bedford in New Hampshire. We help companies and organizations promote themselves through embroidered apparel, screen-printed shirts, promotional products, personalized gifts, and much more. I invite you to come visit our showrooms, conveniently located at 345 Amherst Street in Nashua and our Bedford showroom at 410 South River Road. You can also visit our websites at embroidme-nashua.com or embroidme-bedford.com. My team and I look forward to helping you promote your business. Embroid Me, your promotional marketing partner. Hi, I'm Liz. Welcome to Lowell Jewelry and Loan. The economy is pretty rough right now, and if you're looking for a short-term loan, banks aren't making it any easier. Sometimes it can take up to 60 days to get approved. That's crazy! We truly are in the business to lend money and put cash in your hands instantly. Bring in any item and we'll give you cash. We also give you four months before making your first payment. Call or come see us today. Our reputation is impeccable. Lowell Jewelry and Loan. 